Welcome everybody to episode four, number four of Geezers and the Kid. I'm Elliot. With us as always, and uh, Andrew. No, that's our. Oops, <laughs> spoiled that one. Spoilers. Aaron, Aaron, and Blake are uh, are with us as always. How's it going, boys? Good. Wonderful. We're gonna Thanks. learn how high Elliot can count on this show as we get further yeah. in the episodes. Well, <laughs> once we get past once we get past here, you don't want to see where I'm going. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Uh, Aaron's already changed, uh, added a hat to his wardrobe for today. Uh, when we I were have. talking beforehand, uh, no hat. Now he's got a hat, so that's fantastic. Blake's, uh, Blake's repping his uh, I just lost and got kicked out of fantasy football to Elliot this week uh, with his Eagles. Outfit. outfit. Um, outfit. <laughs> uh, thank you. Thank you, Lamar Miller, and uh, your amazing, uh, amazing play on uh monday night for uh generating that victory for me and moving me also generated a victory Mexico. for me in my league where kaminsky is no longer oh in, i didn't beat him out in shade yeah i like yeah. i i beat you by about 30 points this week had we played each other yeah but you didn't uh, oh. there we go so we should probably uh <laughs> say who this random guy is that started talking and caused me to say the wrong name and everything like that uh <laughs> i really i really honestly don't know who this fucking guy is to be completely honest <laughs> I, I think i met him once apparently at a wedding i was at um My and wedding. that was probably yeah. your wedding Blake. blake's wedding like so, oh right yeah that's right. We talked about this, this random wedding I was some, at. some random wedding and, and whatever uh, <laughs> met, met, met him at the bar and said hey let's be friends okay okay and but never talked to him again so uh yeah blake why don't you tell us who we got uh, with us today well first of all we need to talk about the fact that you are in mexico and it looks like you are actually in el chapo's basement <laughs> uh, yeah i'm trying to work my way to the top here so you got to start at the bottom level yes and eventually you know it's going to be el camer you're going to be here. Camera. Camera. I like it. Yeah. I like it already. He's got tunnels built everywhere. Yeah. Exactly. That's what those blueprints were for. <laughs> Let's see your arm and back. Do you have blueprints tattooed all over you? Yeah, right. No, Michael yeah, Schofield. No. Yeah. yeah. Once That's I get caught, then I'll, then I'll start putting that on my back. But That's a prison break. Right now I'm a free man. Yeah. <laughs> so Andrew Kaminsky, thanks for being with us. Viewers can call hey, him as we will. Camera. Yeah, thanks for saying my name finally. I feel like I can talk freely now. But uh, I'm, I'm excited to be on here, guys. Thanks for having thanks. me. Welcome. So we'll start, we'll actually start with where you are. To, we can yeah. tell everybody Elaborate where you are. Elaborate on that. Yeah, absolutely. So right now I'm in this uh, like makeshift office of a hostel in Puerto Vallarta, Mexico. Uh, I've been here for about three and a half weeks, not in the office, but in like Puerto Vallarta itself. <laughs> they don't let you out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, man, I'm trying to work my way up. Once really I get to that main floor. <laughs> He'll be at the front desk in no time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but no, yeah, I came here about three and a half weeks ago at the end of November. And my intentions were to kind of be in Puerto Vallarta for a week or two and then move on through Mexico. Uh, but I've kind of found a home here in, in this hostel and some people that I've become really friends with, almost feel like a family, a home away from home. Right. And yeah, I'm, I'm going to hang out here till Christmas, till the new year, and after the holidays, probably continue on my journey. What brought you down there? <laughs> uh, so I've always been a bit of a wanderer, if you will. Okay. Uh, I, I love traveling. That really, that's what I, my passion is. Love to travel. 
Um, and honestly, like the COVID restrictions and winter coming is what kind of gave me that extra boot to get mm -hmm. out of Canada. I had to scramble back to Canada when the restrictions first started coming in. Uh, I was texting you through all that. That was, mm. yeah, it was a hectic situation. I, like I, I was bet. in Timor Leste at the time, which, which is for everyone who doesn't know where that is. It's a small country in Southeast Asia, uh, borders Indonesia. It's kind of like just North of Australia, South East of Thailand. Okay. And I was teaching English at a, like a Catholic middle school. Okay. Um, and then, and Timor Leste had no cases. I mean, everything was kicked off in China. This is in mid March we're talking. Right. And so it was kind of spreading through Asia, spreading through Europe. Hadn't become a massive thing in North America quite yet. Uh, but cases were popping up everywhere. And then Timor Leste got their first case and that's when everything sort of switched. Right. I was in this small village uh, in the jungle. Uh, one, of the <laughs> yeah, one of the sketchiest <laughs> drives I've ever had was getting out there. Uh, the roads, you like you have three wheels on the road at once and this massive cliff drop off. I, Where's luckily, the fourth was a, wheel? Oh, it's like off the road. It's it's with yeah, God at that yeah, moment. Like right. I got Jesus, Jesus, uh, Blake, you didn't figure that shit out. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's in the air. It's not on the road. Uh, it's off the car altogether. Yeah, but it was like a priest drove me out there, so I I felt like I had you know just someone watching over me at least because it, it was really scary. But wow, yeah, I had to when the coronavirus hit there. I knew I could either stay there for a month, two months, six months. I didn't know how long it was going to be. And I was comfortable where I was in this little village, teaching English, living with a family. Or I could scramble out, try and get back to Canada as soon as I could. And I went for that option. And as I was looking for flights home, like airports are closing everywhere. There's only a couple of routes out of Timor-Leste and it goes through Singapore, but the airport was closing. Uh, through Australia, but Australia was closing. Uh, eventually, I found a way through Indonesia, Bali, and on to Tokyo, back to Canada. Uh, but the amount of paperwork I had to do to to actually get out of that country and be an Indonesian, just the airport, not even the air Indonesia, right. uh, was pretty happy. I was with in the capital for a week or so while we were sorting out our documents and he thought he didn't need his stuff. He's like, no, it's no problem. We'll just be staying in the airport. Cause I was on the same flight. Uh, but we got to the airport and they wouldn't, they wouldn't let him in or onto the plane. So he was stuck in this country oh, wow. for about six or seven months. Oh, wow. United Nations flight got him home. That's what I was going to say is that you, mm. you got out of there. You got out of there before you had to get like governments and embassies involved. Yeah, like yeah. That, you you clearly made the right decision because if I mean you you potentially still be stuck there. Yeah, no there's flight, but really no knowing. Like I was on, I was literally on the last flight out of there. They shut down the airport. Yeah. Uh, after my plane left, and and you really didn't have a path home, right? You just kind of got from one place to the next and then you took it from there. And then, uh, like eventually I found it like while I was searching, like, cause it was like, okay, I'll go through Singapore, then Hong Kong then Vancouver. And then mm -hmm. 
next thing I know, Singapore airport's closed. I'm like, okay, well, I can still fly to get to Hong Kong, but Hong Kong's airport's closed. Uh, so yeah, Indonesia was the only option. I had to provide them with, well, money, um, documents of my finances, docu- my pa- copies of my passport, wow. pictures of myself with red backgrounds, um, letters of intent, like why I want entry, what I why plan on doing there. I'm not sure. I, I, just something for them to process it, some sort of administrative reason that I don't know about. Wow. But That's yeah, important. it was a bit of a process, like going back and forth to the Indonesian embassy, probably like six or seven times while I was in Dili, the capital. Uh, yeah, it was, it was hectic. It was fun. And they wouldn't let me in yeah. wearing shorts. I had to wear jeans. Really? <laughs> so random. It's 34 degrees. Random. Yeah. Yeah, but Indonesia oh. can be a pretty conservative country. So I well, this is so that's how you ended, kind of that's kind of how you started your year. And I I yeah. want to go into what you've done for the rest of the year, as well as what mm. where else you've traveled. But I also want to talk about like you and I have known each other for a very long time. Yep, that's fair to say. We would say what twenty five years. What are we now? Twenty nine. Probably Some met you, yeah, when I was four. Some of us turn thirty soon. We don't all have late birthdays. You can both go fuck yourselves. <laughs> so a long me, time though. Tell me, I want to know yeah. what your first memory is from you and I. Um, the first one when we were walking in the park and our hands kind of touched, that's oh when I God. knew <laughs> that this was going to be forever. <laughs> part, part of me was going, please say he stole my lunch. Please say he stole my lunch. Please say he stole my lunch. <laughs> I, but it would have to be in, like, I know we went to a daycare before kindergarten, but I don't really remember that that much or clearly. Isn't that Debbie's? Yeah, Debbie's daycare yeah. on, I can't remember the name of the street. It's not important. But right. um, you lived on it. Well, no, I guess you, Greyfriars and Lafayette. So Greyfriars, yeah, okay. Greyfriars is where. My first memory is one of the earliest memories. I don't know if this is the first one. If I do some more thinking, I'll probably find an earlier one. But I remember being in kindergarten, and we were out for lunch or recess. We were outside playing. It was still warm out, so it was probably September, beginning of the school year, and. Blake, you got bit by a wasp or something. <laughs> it landed on my um, neck and I went like this. Yeah, okay. And it stung me. Ooh. In the face. Ooh. And yeah, like in the took it like a champ, man. Like <laughs> no crying, no nothing. Like just stone cold solid. I was like, man, this guy is badass. We I didn't know those words at the time, but <laughs> it came clear like, to me. I feel like if I had known, maybe if I'd known what happened, I would have been more, but it was like <laughs> I, I, I genuinely remember it was like on my cheek and I went like this, like brush it off and it stung me. And I went up to the office and I put ice on my face. I thought you were going to say the, the broken arm. Ooh. Do you remember that? What happened there? That was so, later. That was grade two. Yeah. So, so what happened? In grade two, I'm at a buddy's house down the street. We're swinging in the back. We're swinging on a swing set in the backyard. I think I'm the coolest ever. And I jump off the swing set and I break my wrist. I fractured it. Had a cast on for 
two, three weeks, went in the morning to get the cast off, got the cast off, went to school. All I remember is the doctor saying, don't play football, don't play soccer, don't just don't be dumb at recess, basically. Yeah. So this responsible kid goes and obviously sat. didn't know who you were. No, I went and sat <laughs> on the top of the play structure and I watched everybody. On top, playing. there's your issue. Well, yeah, I was, you know, <laughs> I was watching everybody play soccer. This is less than two hours after I got my cast off. Okay. I, someone like came behind me or something and bumped me. I fell off the play structure, snapped my arm in two. It was literally like this because the bones snapped and folded on top of each other. And two hours after getting my cast off, my parents got a phone call. And it was the other wrist. It's not even like I re-injured the one that was already hurt. My parents get a phone call that I'm at the hospital. The principal had to take me to the hospital. I had to have surgery, all of it. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, I, I remember that and just how absolutely ridiculous it was. <laughs> got you out of a cast one day, got into another one on a different arm. You can't make it up. And having a cast on at that age is the fucking worst itchy just want to go put itchy itchy i had casts where they when they took them off they had no lining on the inside because when you pull them off pull the lining out the little bits of plastic plaster scratch your arm and it feels Ooh. no like it feels good like it's like oh it. <laughs> okay take my cast off it's all bloody <laughs> <laughs> That's why you'll see him from time to time with a ball gag in his mouth. Because <laughs> he loves it. Something like that. <laughs> Just trying to bring back memories, old memories. I love the pain. Um, so you and I, you and I played hockey together. Well, yep. the other thing, it's funny. Eric and I went for a drive the other day. <laughs> and we were driving around Fort Richmond, the old stomping grounds. And we drove past. We drove past your old house. On Long- uh, which one, Longstone? Longstone? Okay. Yeah. Actually, we drove past all three. Because yeah, we just nice. kind of went through the whole neighborhood. Oh, but- you missed them. Yeah. <laughs> what did I say the last episode, Elliot? He hasn't heard it yet. I'm not saying nice things to him. Oh, I said right. it. I said it last week. I'm not going <laughs> to say it to him this week. Anyways. One of the other, some, the other, another memory that I have is trick or treating, and this little oh. story makes me look like <laughs> I'm gonna take all the credit. Not like there were four other people there. Okay, we're out trick or treating, and we're across the street from Cece's house, and this guy, kid, in a a big kid in a mask, walks up, grabs your candy bag, and just fucking books it. And every year for your birthday, we'd have, we'd sleep, we'd go out trick-or-treating and we'd sleep over at your house after. And I remember we made your mom cry because your, your candy got stolen. We came home, we dumped all the candy into the middle and we shared all our candy. That's what friends are for, right? right? Yeah. Give each wow. other candy. Wow. It was ridiculous though. I can always <laughs> picture it in my head. I remember the house we were in front of. I remember like everything and looking yeah. down the street yeah. and just seeing this guy fucking gone. Booked just, it. Book yeah. it. Just it was a heavy bag of candy too, you know? Yeah, that, this was at the end <laughs> of the <it. laughs> you know, I was putting in <laughs> work that night. Say, we were ready to go home. We were getting ready to go home. Yeah. 
That's and yeah. this, like the the following year, uh, end of the night, similar scenario. I'm walking back to Tyler Miller's house uh, by Ryerson School, uh-huh. and <laughs> nice shirt, by the way, Aaron. And okay, change number one. <laughs> um, oh no! And this guy comes up to me and like. He doesn't grab my candy and run like the first guy. That was his mistake. But he <laughs> says to me, like, look, give me all your candy or I'm going to beat the shit out of you. And I was, no, come on, man. And the friends I was with, I don't think I was with Blake at this time. I wasn't there. Like three other friends. They mm-hmm. continued walking. So now it's just me, this little 10-year-old kid, and a, I don't know, 20-year-old, uh, threatening to beat the crap out of me if I don't give him, his, give him my candy. I was mm-hmm. like, look, man. You don't understand. Like this happened to me last year. So I, stole my candy. I cannot do this again. I can't have this happen. I tell you what, I'll give you like a big handful. And is that enough for you? He's like, right, you know what? All right, we're cool. That's actually <laughs> go on your day. That's that's actually kind yeah. of cool. I've never heard that story. Oh, it was ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. But the, uh, you can always negotiate and haggle in yeah, any no situation. Shit. You're a true winner. You know you're a Winnipeg or when. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Aaron That's my Winnipeg and my Ukrainian. Oh God! Oh. <laughs> Did you hand him a couple of coupons too, or what? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Listen, I got some handmade pierogies. <laughs> we can go and get my grandma's pierogies. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Six cabbage rolls. <laughs> Three coupons for the IGA, yeah. and I'll give you a handful of candy. Okay, so. <laughs> But look, you just got to help us build this new shed. Like, it yeah. long, I promise. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, it's all about insulting populations here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We, we, made, we can be good at that. Episode one, we made fun of an entire province. Um, we didn't do anything. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was bad. Uh, we didn't do anything bad in episode two because that was that was our one ever only serious, serious episode. episode. I think I don't think we're ever going to have one again. We did it on the second episode. <laughs> Get it out of the way. Uh, who did who did we did we alienate anyone else in episode three? I don't know. I, I took ourselves. It was just the three of us. Yeah. It was just the three of us. Yeah, and we yeah. just shit on each other. We just shit on each other for a, for an hour or two. It was good. And now uh, now we're now we're just killing Ukrainians. I guess I don't know. It's like. I don't know how, how we can take to, it. I don't know how, how we got can... to killing them. Yeah. Well, not killing them. Yeah. We're, we're talking about building sheds and making pearls. Right. Like, yeah. you, you got a Russian yeah. background, Elliot? Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> Niet. Wait, no. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. So, uh, yes. Yeah. Off, the rail, off the rails so badly, so quickly. This is fantastic. <laughs> Hammer, like you, 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 and I have. I feel like we have. I, we were kind of talking about this before the episode. We have a lot of really mm. fucking stupid stories. Yeah, for sure. We're stupid kids, you know. <laughs> That's gonna stupid. happen. Yeah. That happens, though, right? When you know, when you know somebody for that long, you're inevitably going to break yeah. bones. Uh, how many uh-huh. car accidents did you get into together? I'm sure there was a couple at least. And that, I mean, it happens to everybody for the most part, right? So car accidents. How many? The new didn't, the new didn't do it, right? Directed <laughs> Final Destination or something. So who? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, so fucking suspenders and everything. Jesus Christ, what the hell? Uh, yeah, man. You're, you're, just, oh, you're seeing this now? Nice. 
Thanks, Andrew. He's going to change yeah. six more Thanks, times. Thanks, Elliot. You'll see half his wardrobe. <laughs> That's why I should have brought more shirts to this. <laughs> you should have. You should have, yeah. Like, it was your mistake. Oh, yeah. Just hope that Blake doesn't take his shirt off. I don't Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so... so Aaron, what are you? I have another story. But oh, you thought I was going to say something. I was just going to mention how we we're all groomsmen, and then segue from there. But that well, was not all, time, so. not all of us. And, not all. And of Elliot us. was there. Well, not all of us. I was just there. <laughs> was I was just there bit. drinking the free booze and and, uh, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and eating. Little <laughs> bad. Well, it was a pretty exclusive club. There weren't a lot yeah. of groomsmen. Yeah. Fuck yeah, there was only like nine or ten dozen, <laughs> I think. So. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Blake sat us at the kids' yeah. table too, in the back corner, away from everything. And it's like, fuck! I'm surprised we weren't in the bathroom eating or something like that. <laughs> anyway, I tried; they wouldn't let me. Yeah. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> so there, <laughs> I'm gonna stop telling stories eventually, but <laughs> I doubt it. Yeah, there's one. There's there. There's there's one more for sure. It's not the not the tech deck story. I feel like that one could potentially even get us in trouble. If I ever reappear yeah, we'll pick on a this, we we'll get into that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we're just going to say that. We're not going to even elaborate. People can just kind of use their imagination. Right. So yeah. there's, there's there, the, Jesus Christ. the other one though. Who, so Elliot and Aaron, have you guys ever been to the Pan Am pool? Yes. The, there's really no other way to say it. So if you've been to the pan and pool, you've been in the locker room, you've been in the showers, you've been in the washroom. Okay. Yeah. It's like okay. a standard it's, changing it's, room. You know? been a, yeah. It's been a very, very long time. Well, there's, di- there's just dicks the everywhere. Right. Right. Other and than the fact that you were there. I was huh. a small child, so I was not. As big of a dick as you are now. Physically and emotionally, yes. Okay. Like, just checking. Camera goes into the bathroom. This. Camera goes into the bathroom stall. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> and he think he thinks that we're there for like a birthday party or something, or a hockey windup, something. I don't remember what it was. He starts talking about naked homies in the bathroom because he thinks no. that his friends are standing in the bathrooms in the bathroom with him. He's going okay. on about naked homies. <laughs> I was trying to practice my French. You know, you see. Om on the yeah the, on the ah, sign it's like man <laughs> om but uh, yeah it's ten years old you gotta be you gotta be able to make mistakes when you're learning a language that's how you progress opens the stall, <laughs> opens the stall door and there's just a naked guy standing there <laughs> I you know he might have been very excited hearing a little ten year old's voice talking about naked <laughs> no no you know oh, might have made his so day. <laughs> Thank everybody for our listening to our final episode. I'll be honest, we made it three further than I thought we would. I'll, so, have, a co- uh, I'll, have, a, I'll have a copy of a subpoena next time. Yeah. <laughs> so, we'll, so we'll stop reminiscing. So we went for well, we will a little bit more. So we went from your, you, but it's it's a it's a brag to you. So we went for we played hockey together for a long time. And played a little. What, Aaron? Played some. Played some puck. Played played a bit of puck. Yeah. Jesus. So 
we went, uh, we went. What dictionary did you find that in? <laughs> think about that. He, I've been trying to teach him for ten years now. I've been trying to teach him ten years. Some lingo. Ten, no, ten months, maybe. Ten, <laughs> ten weeks, not even. So, anyways, you are helping. So, thank you. But, anyways, go ahead. You held the high school hockey scoring record for how long? Okay, to my knowledge, yeah. I think I still do. I think it's Ooh. been beaten. The points, like the points per points total season, has been beaten. Oh, okay. The goals scored, I think I, I don't check up on it often. Uh, like once a week, maybe. But <laughs> 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 humble, humble brag. <laughs> Yeah, no, I I think it's still standing. Uh, there's just like 44 goals in 20 games. Um, that was back in 2009, and that was pretty much the pinnacle moment of your career. <laughs> there was nowhere to go but down after that. Good old C division. <laughs> yeah, it was funny though because we were talking about. I think it was the first episode. We were kind of just talking about ourselves and stuff, and. <clears throat> We, you and I, like we both played pretty decent hockey growing up. You played junior after yeah. after um, after high school. High school. Um, I had very opportunities and stuff like that to play. Like we 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 played a lot of hockey. Okay. The the probably and and I don't say this in an insulting way, but probably the lowest level of hockey we played was high school hockey. In 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 terms of Top to bottom competition, we're talking playing teams like St. John's and, you know, like it, it just wasn't, it wasn't the same top to bottom caliber as AAA, AA, that kind of stuff. Okay. Best two years yeah, no. of hockey I have ever played. Why is that? It, because it's just the group that we had. Hmm. And it was fun. Like, and you, you, you see each other Monday and Friday at school and you're, so you're with each other at school. You're with each other at practices, at games, you know, it's on game days, the hockey team would dress up in a suit. Mm-hmm. And so you're kind of walking around starting at eight thirty in the morning at school, wearing a shirt and tie, dress pants, dress shoes. Right. You kind of see each other around um, but yeah, it, it's, it was really fun. Like it was a strong camaraderie amongst, uh, amongst the team in that well, situation. We kind of had the, we kind of had the front doors there where we would all hang out before school, after school, during like between classes, we, you know, we would go for lunch sometimes. Like we, like everyone just kind of had, like, we were just a really close group of guys. I mean, you think about it, we're laughing about my wedding party, you, <laughs> Braden, Rylan, Miller, CC technically. Absolutely. Beaupre. Beaupre at one point. Beaupre. I think, I don't think I'm missing anyone. Because then it was Aaron, Graham, Mm -hmm. and Felbell. And we played hockey with Felbell a long time ago, but not in high school. You guys talked to Felbell lately? I talked to Felbell last night, actually. Oh, nice. Yeah, I was on FaceTime with him for over an hour. Um, but yeah, like that hockey is just like different hockey, but it was so fun. 
And then like, like I was saying, like Cameron, you like, I don't know about the goal scoring record. I just know the points record was beaten a couple of years ago. Mm -hmm. I don't remember why I checked. I think I just, I came across that. I came across the site somehow and I was like, I wonder if I can go back and see. And I did. And I looked at my stats. I'm trying to Google and my Google foo is being terrible. I wanted to see if I could find some sitting here silent, but all it did was kick me off the zoom call that we're on right now because <laughs> <laughs> I'm a fucking tool bag, but uh, yeah, I'm still trying to find something, but uh, where are you talking to Elliot? Talking to everybody. Oh. I'm listening <laughs> for what it's worth. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> thanks buddy. Um, yeah, no sweat. <laughs> so, so from high school, then this is where we'll talk about how like actually interesting stuff for you. So where did, sure. what did you do after high school? So right after high school, I went to the University of Manitoba for a year and a half. I thought I wanted to do like athletic therapy, um, took a few classes, didn't like it. I wanted to, sorry, I just got distracted by the picture that's up on Blake's um, Zoom right now, but I don't know if you guys can see it. Um, the world could not see it. In front of the fire. Okay. <laughs> yeah. The, the, um, the rock wall. <laughs> but yeah, basically I went to university for like a year and a half, realized I was just kind of like wasting my time and money because I didn't know what I wanted to do. Uh, so I was playing hockey still. I finished that up when I was about 21. Uh, you played all four for, years of Twins, right? Yeah, yeah. So I played until, I don't know, 2013. Mm -hmm. um, then at the end of that year, I went to Australia. And like I'd worked just on some odd jobs delivery driving for pizza for water landscaping um just however i could make a buck uh Ooh. then i went to australia for what i intended on being two months maybe three uh and i stayed there for about 10 months and went to new zealand for five weeks after that and then came home about a year later and like through Australia, I was, I didn't go there with very much money. Like I went broke in about a week or two and I just went, found a job, made some money, go travel a bit more in Australia, go broke, find a job and did odd jobs. Like, uh, I was working on an almond farm for really a long time. Um, most of the time I was just walking around with like a 10 foot pole, <clears throat> smacking almonds out of trees. They grow on these massive trees. And we would just hit them off the tree and a huge vacuum would come and suck them up later. Um, but yeah, I did that, so. <laughs> Sorry, I, I just I just had this, I, I just had this joke go through my head of the 10 foot pole to stay away from Blake and then he was the vacuum to suck them up after. <laughs> Something along those lines, so. Anyway, sorry, yeah, carry was, on. I'll let carry you try on. No, no, yeah, he's, funny. he's always chasing 10 foot poles. Yeah. But <laughs> Here we go, um, that's bad. after. <laughs> We started off fair, a little sneaky, but we fair, got where we needed to go. Mm -hmm. And so after I came home from that trip, uh, I kind of I got a new perspective on life, the world, my situation. Um, and in what, new, in what sense? Um, I think in the sense that I had never seen a perspective outside of the North American one before. In other words, he you went know, to his so first beach. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, the 74-year-old French grandmas were really what did it for me. <laughs> but uh, no, I'd say like I'd never really seen the world from a point of view that was outside of Canada or America. All the news we really get in Canada is, well, either Canadian or American. Um, you know, and all the sports, which I, I love sports, like all the sports you see, or basketball, football, hockey, baseball. But going to another part of the world and realizing that where you're from and where you live and all you've known is not like the center of the universe. Of right. Yeah. And you kind of get an itch to see these other parts like, oh, there's so much here I didn't know about. It's not just kangaroos koalas and crocodile dundees you know there's yeah. like people what? love almond farms and it's <laughs> so disappointing yeah. shocking i know right <laughs> yeah yeah we <laughs> need to lie down for the rest of this <laughs> yeah. where where were you last episode when you we were talking about the koala crawling the into christmas somebody's tree. house in uh, australia and climbing their christmas tree yeah oh god the, yeah. the thing the thing that's always sort of interested me about what you do Cameron. So number one, I feel like, I feel like you're, you've done what a lot of people wish they could do. Like, I, I feel like you lot. just yeah. you kind of, you, you tried the school thing. Wasn't for you. I tried the school thing. Wasn't for me. I re I went right into a career. I'm mm -hmm. still in that career and I will probably work for that company or at least in that industry <laughs> until i we don't say who we work for by the way for obvious yeah reasons. oh um, but i i'll keep mine secret too then i feel like yeah. <laughs> part of the boys here <laughs> oh that's just so that's just because you don't want to get killed by the drug traffickers you're yeah. <laughs> yeah. um i feel like though like you kind of just you took an opportunity and you just kind of ran with it but it's turned also into like it's turned into a passion like You've been to Australia. I know you've been lots of other places. Where else have you been? Um, so yeah, Australia, New Zealand was the first like real trip I took. And then like, to be fair, I know you said like I tried school and it wasn't for me. I did go back to school. You did go back after to school. That. But you found I something that you were it. actually passionate about to go back. Yeah, exactly. To yeah. And I had never found that, that before. Said. But yeah. that, that trip kind of. find it. Yeah, it, it is. And like, it can be cliche to say you know, like I found myself while I was gone. Um, and I didn't really, but I did find like sort of the person I like wanted to be. From a generational or year to year standpoint, you did because it's yeah. still part of your life that you can reflect on. And it's part of this whole journey that we're on, right? So. Absolutely. It's, it steered me on this path that I was taking where I, I didn't really know where I was going. And to be honest, I mm -hmm. still don't really know. Which but, is fine because there's always yeah. that continuum, but yeah. Yeah, it, it just, yeah, showed me things that I'd never seen before. And I was really intrigued by that. I learned so much while I was gone. Um, but I knew I wanted to see more and I wanted to travel more. But mm -hmm. traveling is not free. So I needed a way to make money while I travel. Yeah. Uh, to support myself. What was the most interesting so started, thing on the, oh, sorry. I was going to say, what's no, the most no, interesting no. thing on the uh, almond farm? Like from a production standpoint or from a people person standpoint? Uh, yeah, so it's mostly like in that region of Australia where they're growing, like, it's not quite the outback where it's just desert, they sort of call mm. it the bush. It's like in between the coast and the outback. Uh, there's real, there's, it's like real redneck Australia. 
They, they call them bogans. Okay. Um, and so these guys that, you know, one thing that I wasn't expecting about Australia is that like it is a little bit more overtly racist than say oh, in wow. Canada. Really? Like, um, they are just more open about like all oh, these fucking blacks get out of here. Like mm. there, there are regions that I was, that made me uncomfortable. Like there were some places mm. that I was saying and some work I was doing where like things like that were being said. And I was, I don't know. It just made me feel uncomfortable and I was happy to leave actually after mm-hmm. and go to New Zealand, which I felt a little more comfortable with. Yeah. Um, so is that like, is that, is that cultural to that area? Is it, they're kind of, they're kind of cut off and isolated. Like where, cause that's I mean, that's a good question as, as societies. In, I think that could be part of it. Totally. That's yeah. A I question. think that has to be. And like, it wasn't like in the South of Australia, like where you have Melbourne and Sydney, it's not mm-hmm. as prominent you still notice it. But when you go yeah. North into like Queensland and sort of that, that area is kind of compared to, I guess, Texas, like the Texas okay. of Australia would be the Northern part of Australia. Um, yeah. You know, maybe there's just less contact. They have like less experience with people that aren't just white Australians. Right. And there now Canada has issues as well with indigenous populations. Yeah. And Australia in a similar way does, but it's more, the Aussies are a little bit more overt about mm. not liking them being around. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I, I was going to ask that question. Mm. We, we both countries in very different ways, but also very similar ways have a, 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 a first nations population. Like they have mm-hmm. an indigenous population that got, fucked over basically so how i wanted to i was curious to know how how that relationship is ours is depends on who you ask it it, it's not not where it needs to be i'll put it to you that way Um, it's very transactional yeah like it's well we and when i say we i mean us someone that is not indigenous i feel like we have a lot of a lot of work to do and a lot of learning to do but mm. from in in the australian side of things is it different right. is it like how like what's that relationship like yeah like i was saying it's similar it's just more in the open okay. um don't try to hide it deny it <laughs> yeah they don't try to hide it which i mean you could argue is a good thing you know at least they're kind of speaking their mind maybe a little bit whereas i think in canada it's we pretend just we we just try not to say the wrong thing yeah. we may still be thinking right. certain things people may still be thinking a certain way yeah. but we're trying to censor our mm. language and instead of sort of transform our minds that's why i say transactional in the sense of lack thereof of emotion and that goes yeah on all sides but i feel and notice society going that way and it's 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 unfortunate however it doesn't always have to be this way i think it's super interesting because mm-hmm. we start to get into i mean we obviously can get very deep into this conversation but mm-hmm. i think about me personally and 
I, I will word this in a way I have, I have learned and changed so much in the last 10 years. I would compare it to when I was in high school. I have changed a lot of views on things. I have, I've just grown. And I think that, and I'm only speaking for myself because I only know myself, but I know like Erica took an indigenous studies <clears throat> class in university. Holy shit, do you learn a lot? You know, I, I have, you know, my brother-in-law is black. I've learned so much from him. Like you learn so much about um, race relations and stuff like that. And, and you see how things, um, how everything sort of evolves. And like I said, I kind of take a step back and I look at myself um, and it, it's amazing how much you can learn. But where I'm going with this is it's, it's always interested me. I mean, we see the United States, we see Canada, we see like, that's what we see in terms of, um, you know, these, these topics, but. And we uh, don't see Mexico where Andrew is even like we yeah. rare once in a blue moon, you hear something about Mexico. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and, and I say that. It's probably not good news if you're hearing about yeah, Mexico. Never, not never yeah, true. Yeah. And I make yeah. the jokes. <laughs> I've been making jokes about Kvinsky getting kidnapped. Um, since he got there um he's when he said yeah. he said good night one night and i said good night 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 don't let the cartel bite or something like that like <laughs> it's a joke but it's like kind of serious too because you know there there's obviously some some unnerve there and and that's actually where i was going with this have you felt uncomfortable have you felt any kind of tension danger opposite of anything um Honestly, not at all once. Uh, That's great. I feel almost safer here than I do in Winnipeg. Um, By that. One of the things is, like, yeah. where I am, Puerto Vallarta, it's a popular tourist destination. Um, but it's a really cool city because you do have, like, your all-inclusive resorts, but it's not hard, and your tourist centers, but it's not hard to get away from that. You can, yeah. like, remove yourself from that and come back to just – a more or less authentic Mexican town, um, mm -hmm. which is more or less the area that I'm staying in now. Um, but it is heavily protected and policed, mm -hmm. this city. They have National Guard here. And you see, like, that's a little bit odd to see a, a soldier yeah. with, I don't know, guns very well, but some sort Where's of semi-automatic semi weapon. What was the first thing you saw when you went there? Yeah. Like travel spot or like destination spot once you landed? Where did you want to um, go or where was it? In, in Puerto Vallarta? Yeah, let's say there. I, you know, I don't, I don't really have like these places that I need to go see or want to go see. For me, when I'm traveling, it's, it's more about just, plan. I don't, I don't at all. Um, that's my plan. I don't plan. Yeah, it, that's cool. It's more about singular everyday life. That's what I, I really like the most. Getting to know the people that live here every day. Getting to see what they do, what, how they have fun, how they speak to each other. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to learn Spanish. I'm studying, nice. you know, a little bit of every uh, so I can at least have some conversations with people. Right. Uh, but no, there, there's not really a go-to spot that I need need to see. I was 
hmm. I'm happy to just kind of see how things are. Just the, the mundane is really what excites me. Nice. And when I'm traveling, you're a, it's, you're a I just like to see what's, what's normal for different people. Yeah. You're a famous vlogger now. I, I made one nice. video when I arrived here. Right. And I thought I'd give it a shot because I think I'll watch a lot of videos before I go to a place. Uh, give you an idea of what it's like there. Mm. You know, just kind of seeing someone walk around. Uh, so it's like, you know, this is really helpful for me. What if I do it? Right. And it's really weird to walk around holding a camera, talking to it. Uh, yeah. Just walking through a street where everyone's staring at you, you know, and it's more or less clear that you're a foreign. I don't really like attracting attention to myself. Yeah. But, and it's, I'll probably do another one. I haven't really gone to it. I've kind of been hanging out in the same city. But once I start traveling more, start making some more videos of the different cities that I go to. Um, like, back to the jump back to the like safety question uh and seeing like the national guard with the big guns it's this is such but for tourism and a lot of money comes into mexico from puerto vallarta cancun cabo san lucas wherever uh it's the government wants tourists to be safe tell want tourists to be safe because right. they're both making money off of us coming here. And it's in their best interest to make sure that nothing bad ever happens to tourists. Um, it's, it's and, kinda... and nothing bad really happens in Mexico is kind of, it's, it's better for the government and the cartel yeah. if, if there's peace. It's, right. uh, it's funny when you say that we were talking, so last, this past January, almost a year ago now, I went to the Bahamas, it was right after they got hit by the hurricane. Um, fucked up the Bahamas, it was absolutely tragic. <laughs> And we were having conversations at work because I, I won the trip through work to go to a conference. And we were, having, we were having conversations at work about how we kind of felt guilty going there. Like it was like, we're going to have this big celebration and tedious, oh, there it is, thousands and thousands, <laughs> and thousands of dollars. On, it was very tedious. You're right. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, thousands oh, of dollars. Boy of money to go there and we were like do we feel right going there in no suits and eating mm -hmm. nice meals and drinking booze and doing all this stuff like do we feel right doing that and mm. i don't remember who said this but it, it was someone in management i guess no they sent out an email that's what it was because okay. i guess there was a lot of people worried about it and they basically said they're they desperately want us there like the like just our company's trip alone like you are pumping like so much money back into the economy with tourism and right. it kind of made us feel a little better about it and like mm -hmm. it, it's like you camera like it, it's they want you there they want your they, they need your money and I, there's there are two businesses in mexico and you can correct me if i'm wrong there's two main businesses in mexico um you're participating in both of them it sounds like but <laughs> what are you trying to say? I'm not am I a mule or something? <laughs> you were walking you were, you were walking kind of oh. before you came and sat down. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> but uh, but they want you there, right? Like yeah. I assume you're referring to 
tourism and drug trafficking. That's what I was talking about. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, no, they, the, the people do want people to come in. Like Mexico is one of the only right. countries right now that is still open for foreigners, uh, right. which is like, I was supposed to go to, on November 1st, I had a flight book to Greece, to Athens. Uh, but like three or four days before that flight left, Greece closed their door to Canadians. Uh, so I had to sort of, well, I had to cancel my flight and I was looking at, well, now what? Like I had everything I had, not that I planned trips out, but I had planned to leave, you know, on this day. And now that's kind of been thrown to the wind. So what am I supposed to do? Where should I go next? And I started looking at some other countries. Um, and Mexico was the one that just sort of kept popping up. Like they're still accepting foreigners. I wasn't sure like how I would be received by the locals. Do they want people coming from other countries traveling while there is this like global pandemic uh, or are they hurting for us to come? And the, I've been received so well. Everyone's so friendly. Um, like you were saying about that uh, bank to not be named trip that you took. It was <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to assume that that was probably at like some sort of all-inclusive resort. Massive. It was and, Atlantis. This thing was yeah. the size of fucking Winnipeg. It took it took only, almost an hour to walk from one end to the other. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Huge. Like the only little bit of a beef I have to pick with those things is that often they're not owned by people that they're often not owned by the country that they're in. Like usually it's a foreign entity that is owning that all-inclusive resort. hundred percent. So you're coming in and you, there are, there are people that are employed. There's positives to it, of course. Uh, but a good chunk of that money that comes in is, leaving the country just as quick yep. and going into the pockets of the, the Spanish millionaire, you know, that's really making the money off these yeah. things. Radisson, Ryu. Yeah. Coke, whatever Coke it might in. be. So I do think if you're going to an all-inclusive, it's not only better for you to just get off the resort a little bit. Sometimes go out, like spend some money on like <clears throat> the local shops, the people that are cooking food on the street, yep. the people that are selling things out there on the beach. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Absolutely. And so, I, oh, sorry. I was just going to say money. that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> this is a fucking shit show as always, but it's good. Um, <laughs> I know that um, we went. We went once to Mexico. We being my wife and I, uh, once right. once to Mexico, all inclusive um, for my sister in law's wedding. Her, my wife's sister's wedding. Um, and uh the next time that we went it was with my dad and my stepmom and uh they brought us to where they'd been going for a number of years going to the same place uh every time uh and that was a place on isla mujeres mm -hmm. if, if you've ever heard of that uh before and uh Beautiful it was a from what I hear. yeah it's it's yeah. fucking amazing and um and and it's it's just for for those that don't really know it, it's a small little island off of Cancun. Uh, you take a ferry over, and um, we th there are a couple of all inclusive places on there, but we never stayed there. We basically rent, a lot of condos and stuff. Rented, right? yeah. yeah. Well, in this place that my my dad and stepmom stayed at was a like a little complex had a bunch of little kind of like almost like cabins. 
Um, mm. But you go to the local markets and buy your food and cook your own food. There's no meal plans and free alcohol and all that kind of shit. You just go down and do it. And it was so much more fun. Yeah. Even though I was there with my parents <laughs> at mm. age 20, whatever it was, 30, whatever it was that we were there. Um, Long time ago. And yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, and then uh, I want to say three years ago, almost four years ago, uh, we went back with a group of eight, uh, my wife and her three main girlfriends and then spouses um, all went down uh, and we rented a house basically. Um, and did the same thing there and everybody that went had an amazing time they never done that kind of thing we went with people who don't travel like that they will go down and they will stay at the all-inclusive because that's where they're comfortable and eating american food and whatever but being able to go down there and it's just like i envy envy you camera being able to go down there because i'm pretty sure about 15 feet from where you are, there's probably a place making fresh tortillas. Oh, I, I'll eat maybe like probably minimum, like four tacos per day. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. But yeah, they are just like freshly made oh, so on good. every corner. You know, yeah. there's a new place to get tacos and they're fantastic. And I like lots of other Mexican food as well. Uh, but it's fantastic. Those tortillas it's, are fresh and they're warm and it, they doesn't need to be anything oh, on them. They're nice. <laughs> I just eat them, uh, eat them straight up. Yeah, no, seriously, uh, yeah. Fresh, fresh squeezed orange juice in a reused water bottle. It's fantastic. You know, you never know if they really <laughs> clean that bottle. Um, but it's the, like, it's the best juice I've ever had kind of thing. And it's, yeah, it's, yeah. If, if you've never done it, do it. That's my recommendation. Um, Islam Harris is a beautiful place. There's some cool places to go diving if you're into that kind of thing, uh, snorkeling or scuba diving. Um, there's so much to do there. And, and it's just such a small little island. Like if you were to compare it to, you know, one end to the other, it, it can fit in Winnipeg. <laughs> Easy. Oh, you yeah, know, it's okay. like, it's, I think it's like 10, 12 miles long or 15 miles. I don't even know. I'm probably way fucking off and it's like 80 miles long or something like that. But, um, but you can like, and, and it's cool because every, you know, there's, there are a couple, there are cars on there, but the only cars on that Island are taxis for the most part. Everybody drives around on scooters or golf carts. Mm-hmm. And it's, it, and, and, and where we were this last time, we were right in town with all of the locals and you realize that they party on weird days. Apparently Sundays there or their Saturdays it's or Fridays. Yeah. It was, it was, and that was our first night there. So we were all tired from traveling all day and Get having drink drinks and, and whatever. And then like our na- neighbors next door are just giving her shit until like three in the morning. And it's like, <laughs> all I want to do is sleep yeah. and I can, but it's, it's, it's phenomenal. And, and I don't, and I, I, I would love it. If I wanted yeah, to, you you do hear music here going to like 3 a.m., 4 a.m. sometimes. I, like mm-hmm. Mexicans, I think Latinos, Latinas in general, like they like to have fun and they know how. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, it, it's, <clears throat> it's fun being among it and trying to like grab a little part of that, you know. Hat number three. No, hat that's number not number three. four. And that's, <laughs> it? that's shirt number four, I think. Or Holy three. shit. 
I thought like there was that. the fedora looking thing. There was the poor boy thing that he had on, and then there was this one. That's the got only. Got the long horn, horns up. Um, so Cameron, there's one other trip. So you've you, you've probably traveled more than anybody during this pandemic. So you rushed home. So I'll let you tell us. So you rushed home from from Southeast Asia. You got to Winnipeg. Yes. Tell us what happened between there and Mexico. Yeah. So when I like I mentioned, I, I love to travel. I love to see new cities, new places. Anywhere I haven't been, I'm happy to go. Um, and so when I was trying to find my flights back home to Winnipeg, an opportunity came about where I'd be able to go to the Northwest Territories and work for four months nice. while I came home. Um, so I jumped on it, said, yeah, I, I've never been there. Um, the work I was doing was just some pretty, like being a, like a manager at a retail store, um, uh, like a small shopper's drug mart, if you will. Um, and so I went up there to Fort Smith in the Northwest Territories for about four months. So I came home to Winnipeg for two weeks and then set off to go up north. Uh, I, had a, I had a fantastic time up there. Like the people are so friendly uh, in the community. It's very much like small town. Everyone knows everyone. People talk to each other. They get along well. Um, it's outer. Like people are having more fun. I, mm -hmm. I noticed like rather than the big city life, you know, where you're kind of not that Winnipeg's like a huge city, but you know what I mean? Uh, and you're just like walking past people, not really saying anything. Um, yeah. So I was up in the Northwest territories for four months and I, I had a blast. I met some amazing people, uh, learned a ton and yeah, I, I can't wait to go back and visit some of the people I met up there and go to other places in the North. Like you don't, you never think about, when you think about Canada, you really only think about like the lower provinces, you know, and then once you get up there, like I was in the lower half of the Northwest Territories, and there was still like a massive amount further north, like the size of Manitoba, we're talking like to keep going north. There's much land up there, and like not a lot of people. So the, the wildlife is phenomenal. There's some amazing just natural geographic landscapes. Uh, so now I really want to go to Nunavut and Yukon. And yeah, I it just, every time I go somewhere, I find three more places I want to go. You'll enjoy Nunavut. Uh, I lived in uh, Arviat Whale Cove <laughs> and Rankin Inlet in 2004. I was doing logistics yeah. for a company here in town. And uh, I went up there for a good part of 2004 and five. So from September to August of the following year. So it's amazing. You'll enjoy it. Yeah. I'd love to, like, how'd you find it with uh, the, the people that were up there? Obviously, if you wanted to, if you want to buy anything and ship it up there, it, it costs you like your left arm, but. Oh, 100%. Like that's 2004. So a four liter of milk was 24 24 and changed then so i can imagine what it is now um that's it's like flintstone to me too that's like that's yeah that's necessities like that's yeah. how do you yeah. live yeah but it's like it is well segue to it's like flintstones like there are no or very few if any paved roads it's very windy it's beautiful but the weather has these curveballs that no one can predict you know it's like watching a 
major league baseball pitcher and you're figuring, okay, I know that slider now. And then he does yeah. something else to twist yeah. it up. It's like that with the weather. So it's like when it's warm, it's, it's pulsating heat that's not a comfortable heat and it's not even a very warm heat it's like a, it feels like a, putting your hand in a microwave type of heat it doesn't feel like it should be your heat for your body but you're for, so far up north and then you take into fact sun doesn't go down but you get used to those things but at the same time what takes you away from that because you get accustomed to that is the land and the people and everything just looking around so yeah. it's, it's a, it was a beautiful experience it was at a time where I needed it. And it, was, it came with pers- uh, perfect timing. It was roughly three or four months, I would say three and a half months after my mom passed. And I was like, you know, when someone says they need to get away, well, I got away. But that place took me away from anything I was fearing about life and, you know, things that I shouldn't be fearing about in life. But because of that happening, taking it away and going somewhere for a good part of a year is the best thing that could ever happen to me. Like personally, just my interaction with people, everything. I didn't, I didn't stop the momentum, just dealt with it, but I was in a, such a beautiful place. It's like, what better situation could I be in in this type of moment? And then it would, I, I'm sure it would have been just as fascinating if that didn't happen when I went up there, but the fact that I went up there after it happened and I wasn't expected, it was like, okay, this is one of those signs. Like, okay, this is a sign so that you don't, you know, lose focus in your own life, you know? And so mm-hmm. Nunavut's a very special place for me because of that. And all the other reasons too. Right, so. so we want to be conscious of time. I think we're getting close to, to finishing up here, but I want to know, I actually want to know, Cameron, what, what's, what's your, what's your long-term goal? Like you'd gone to school and you can correct me if I'm wrong. At one point in time, we had a conversation about the fact that you had wanted to work maybe at a Canadian embassy somewhere or something along those lines. Is that still the goal? Or are you just traveling indefinitely? Like, do you have, I know you like, you don't make plans when you're traveling, but do you have a plan after you're done traveling? Yeah, that's something I, I definitely think about. Um, but I can't say I have like a, a definitive goal. I, I do want to just continue bettering myself. Um, and right now that's through like learning Spanish. I can learn a second language. Um, and so I took in, in school, when I went back to school after Australia, New Zealand, I did a four year bachelor's degree in international development, it's called. And then basically what it is, is, um, uh, helping people help themselves more or less trying to find a way to provide resources uh, instead of just not, not just like giving handouts all the time, but how can we improve the situation and lives of others and how do our decisions individually and collectively impact our own communities and like even broader the world as a whole. It's like give a man a fish or teach a man two fish. Yeah, right. yeah, in a sense. I mean, like, yeah, and like mm-hmm. education is obviously a massive <clears throat> part of it. Um, yeah. Now, as far as long-term goals go, at the moment, I am perfectly content where I am with mm-hmm. what I'm doing. Right now, I, like, I teach English online on the weekends. 
and I'd travel Monday to Friday or do whatever. So I stay in this hostel Monday to Friday. Uh, on Friday, Saturday nights, I'll go get a private room in a hotel so I can do my English classes. And then at the moment, I'm coming back to this hostel. But I want to see more of the world and I want to see how problems are solved in different parts of the world, not just with the mindset that we've grown up with, the Canadian or North American or whatever, wherever you come from, whatever mindset mm -hmm. you have, like there's so many good ideas mm -hmm. out there that different people are doing and different ways of living. Yeah. We, I don't want, we shouldn't be, I don't think, confined to this box of thinking mm -hmm. and acting. I think there's so much more out there. So I want to go continue for the next tough to say, but maybe five, six years kind of doing what I'm traveling, teaching English, seeing the world, sure. learning as much as I can. You learn so much when you travel, honestly, like I, I'll learn more while I'm abroad than I, I did in sitting in classes. Um, and eventually, right. So once that comes in and I have like this knowledge base that I'm happy with, I would like to kind of get involved in some, some aspect of Canadian or even local government and use what I've learned through my travels and through working in different countries to try and improve what we have at home in whether that be in Winnipeg or Manitoba or Canada more broadly. Um, in what aspect I plan on doing that, I, I couldn't tell you right now. I, I think that'll become clear as my path unfolds. But Andrew that's Kaminsky's at the moment. Yes. <laughs> hey, you know, if I can be the treasurer of Ryerson <laughs> Elementary, you know, I, I'd be oh, happy oh, with wow. it. You know? <laughs> back to where it all began. You know, oh, exactly. Yeah, go back to your the roots. Principal. You know, come back and, and yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, just wow. trying to learn as much as I can, and then and and eventually bring it back and and uh, yeah, improve. You're a what, better man what for I it. determined at that point needs to be. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. That uh, it's it's like I've said, and, and we'll wrap this up. But it it's it's been very fascinating for me to follow your journey. Um, you know, posting you know the video you posted, or you know, this guy will fucking call me from like I, I got a phone call from a random Mexican phone number the other day, and I had no idea what it was. <laughs> I don't know why I answered because. I'm a banker and everyone is trying to scam me. Um, but we, we, I, yeah, like it's just, it's been super cool to see you kind of go through, through your, your travels, your trips. And I can't wait to see kind of what happens next. Aaron, yeah. Elliot, yeah. Like, you guys have anything you want to add? No, it's fantastic talking with you, uh, yeah. Andrew and uh, continue success. Yeah, buddy. And I, I have to say like, again, uh, this is realistically the first time I met you. Um, and, and it's, it's super cool to hear your, your story about, uh, about all of this. And, and I thank you for, for joining us today. And I feel like yes. this is going to be, you're going to be that, that guest on, on our show that I kind of want to have you randomly show up in the middle of episode somewhere like we'll send yeah, you we'll send you the we'll send you the zooms every time that we're doing this <laughs> and you don't have to come in on all of them but i just want you to show <laughs> I up love that. like 
That'd be great. Like, I would love like, that. Yeah. In like yeah. a month and a half, when you're in deep, who knows where the fuck you are, uh, just randomly <laughs> out of the, out of log in. Basement. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. When when they, when they finally let you go, with yeah. with hopefully Can't most of your limbs. Feet. They're just they're chained to a radiator. But yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. But I, I I would love it. I would yeah. love it if just randomly all of a sudden it's like Bing. Somebody comes in. It's like, hey guys, what's going on? I'm in. Yeah, wherever Sao Paulo now yeah. and and whatever and, yeah. and and just randomly show up, I think that would be like the most amazing thing. And just uh, then we have a quick conversation. Is like, okay, where are you? What are you doing? That's awesome. And then uh, it's like, okay, guys, see you later. I gotta go and uh, milk a donkey. And we go. <laughs> kind of, like kind of scenario. It's 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 fantastic. Um, but. We'll wrap it up. We've kept you long enough. I'm sure you've got some beer to drink and some partying to do with some Mexicans. Uh, I want to thank you. I want to thank Blake. I want to thank Aaron, as always. Uh, this was episode four of Geezers and the Kid. We'll be back with episode five, hopefully. Who knows who's going to be on it? Uh, and one final question request for you, Andrew, and this is very, very important. Um, you may not know, but Aaron's single. So can you please bring someone back from Mexico for him? <laughs> Male, female, we don't really care at this okay, point. My internet's really spotty. <laughs> oh, no. What a place to freeze. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's awful. <laughs> that's too bad. I don't know. Because that was... I... There he is. I couldn't quite hear what you were saying. Oh, it looks like I got it back. Okay, good. So, so I'll, I'll repeat it again. The, okay, the I didn't hear what you said. I heard Aaron single. Can you please bring someone back for him? Anyone, male, female, female, back for me. <laughs> Aaron's speaking now. <laughs> 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 years old, 70 years old. I don't think he's going to care at this point because he's super single. You know what? Like the best recommendation I could give for that is Aaron. <laughs> Come down here. Come down here with me. Oh, there it is. Boom. Yeah. Come down here and we will find, you'll find what you're looking for. Fantastic. We promise you that. At the very least, you can, you know, in Mexico, there's, there's not a lot of restrictions right now. You do have to, you have to wear your mask inside and you get heat gunned when you go into restaurants or bars or shops, but Places are still open. Okay. You can go to the club, get your jig on, you know, whatever mm -hmm. you got to do. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Take a lady out for a nice dinner. You can still do that here. <laughs> Sounds uh, like a plan. Yeah. Awesome. I'd love to see Amazing. you face to face. Uh, any of you guys, yeah. open invitation. Right? Yes. Amazing. Amazing. <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks again, uh, everybody. I appreciate uh, everybody's time. And that was episode four, Geezers and the Kid. And we'll see you next week. <laughs>